Coach Corey Ween, and this is my video coaching newsletter. And the topic of today's newsletter is going to be dating made easy. Well, I've got two different stories, two different emails I'm going to go with, through with you today, both of them from guys. The first one, guy dated this particular girl for about three months, and the longer he dated her, the more she became flaky, disrespectful, and her behavior became kind of squirrely. He since cut her loose, but what's interesting is he brings up some things that he later discovered about her that really contributed to making things kind of a pain in the ass to date her. And if you're going to date, if you're single and you're looking to meet somebody, I'm going to go through some things that you should be aware of that you may encounter out there. The idea is to use what's in my book to help you do a good job of pre-screening or pre-qualifying, if you will, the people that you date because quite frankly there's a lot of fruit loops out there and the more you apply the things in my book the better quality of person and the better quality of a person of value you're going to become and therefore your standards are going to grow and as your standards grow and as you become better yourself you're going to be able to attract better and better quality people and the key is you want to find out right away as soon as possible what you're dealing with so if you got somebody that's not an ideal candidate, you can discard them and move on. And for those of you that haven't read my book yet, you can go to my website right now and on the toolbar at the bottom of the screen, you can click the book icon. You can read it completely for free. If you're one of those people that's sitting there watching this and you're skeptical and you think I'm totally full of shit and I don't know what I'm talking about, you can subscribe to my email newsletter and read my book for free on my website. And then if you're so inclined, you can download the iBook version, you could download the Amazon Kindle version to any type of electronic device, or you can get a paperback version if you're so inclined. But the bare minimum, don't just be sitting here watching videos, read the book, because what you'll know, if you've been following me for a while, the best success stories are always the guys and the girls that read the book 10 to 15 times, because it gives you such a tremendous amount of wisdom that it's gonna help you make the right choice for yourself and all of the different situations you're gonna encounter. And the second email that I'm gonna go through is a success story from a guy who's been following my work, I guess for about six months. He's read the book three times so far. And he met a, a, a gal where he gets his hair cut and he's already had two dates where they've gone really well. And it's just a nice, easy, effortless experience versus what the first guy is going to encounter. And the idea, is that the better you get, you'd like to have all of your dating experiences be like the second guy's email. So I have a quote that I wrote and then we're going to go through both the emails. So the quote says, our beliefs that we hold of ourselves and how we view ourselves will determine how we act. When we have a positive and healthy view of our capabilities and ourselves, we tend to take action to get what we want in life that is consistent with our self-perception. When we have a negative view of our capabilities and ourselves, we tend to avoid taking action that will move us closer to what we want. Therefore, we must always be aware of our own self-talk and self-perception so we focus our minds and our hearts on our highest ideals and possibilities. We should always focus on doing what we would do if we knew we could not fail instead of focusing on what may or may not work out or settling for what may appear to be the safe choice. Progress always involves risk. As the old quote, I think it was, 
think it was Frederick Wilcox, he said this. He says, you can't, progress always involves risk. You can't steal second base and still keep your foot on first base. Really great quote. One of the first ones I learned many years ago when I started writing down success quotes. And so for those of you who may have noticed, if you follow me on Instagram, is that I mentioned this a couple months ago. I've got like 40, 50 pages of just really great success quotes. Some of them have to do with politics and government and the Constitution. And those are the ones that were my assistant is releasing first. And we've got great quotes by Lao Tzu, Buddha, just all kinds of really awesome self-help, self-reliance quotes. So if you haven't subscribed to my Instagram, go do that now as well so you can follow along and get those because there's some really great Great wisdom in there. Some great wisdom from some saints, just some really well-known people, Plato, Aristotle, just just brilliant quotes, just brilliant wisdom. Even though it may be two or three thousand years old in some cases, it's really good stuff. So go to my Instagram account. You just Google Corey Wayne Instagram, Coach Corey Wayne Instagram, and you'll be able to find it and follow me there. So you can check those out. So let's go through the first guy's email. He says, Hey coach, I've been dating this girl now for going on three months. I'm 31 and she's 20. I've read your book and I've stuck to it, I would say 99% of the time. However, she will sometimes seem like she's playing games and I call her on, out on the BS. We became exclusive early on. She had mentioned to me that she told her grandparents I was her boyfriend so that when we got to their house, she didn't have to explain anything. Well, keep in mind, this girl's 20 and you're 31. So think about that for a second. You're 31 years old. How fun is it to, to worry about what somebody's 20 years old what their grandparents are going to think? I mean, that's, that's the kind of thing that happens when you date somebody that's younger, a little less immature, doesn't have their life together yet, doesn't have life experience. And so for those of you older dudes that like to date younger women, that's just one of the things you're going to encounter. To me... That's a fucking annoyance. I wouldn't at this point in my life I wouldn't want to put up with that. But I'm just I'm just pointing that out. The younger they are, the more they're not on their own and they're not paying their own bills and they don't have their own goals, their mission, their purpose in life or a career that they're happy in. It's like they just they're not growing up yet. And you're gonna get flaky and inconsistent behavior because I mean she's twenty years old. What kind of life experience can she possibly have at this point? So just keep that in mind because you're 11 years older than her. Now, if you were 41 and dating somebody who was 31, it'd be different. It's just so when you're dating somebody like this, you're going to have to take that into consideration. I sealed the deal with her when we left and we were officially together. So that's pretty quick. And if a woman wants you to be exclusive after a first or a second date like that, I mean, typically... That's the kind of thing that your spidey sense should say, well, she's kind of a little needy, a little clingy to lock you down that quick. I mean, it's possible also that you're the ultimate man for her, but that's just really highly unusual. So proceed with caution is all I'm trying to say. And as far as her being 20, I mean, I've met women that are 18 years old that talk and have the maturity of somebody who's 30. So it doesn't mean that they're all like that. All I'm saying is that when somebody's 20 and she's worried about what her grandparents think, you're going to have to deal with things that if you were dating a girl who was a little older, you just wouldn't have to deal with this stuff. It's kind of like dating somebody when, when you're in high school. On into our relationship, she started acting shady and started behaving flaky. I called her out on it and explained that I didn't like her behavior. It's good that you did that. It's important. 
you speak from your heart in a loving way. Hey, I don't like this is, you know, I don't, I would appreciate it if you would do this for me or if you would treat me this way or treat me that way. You got to ask and then see what the other person does. And if the other person takes what you ask her to do or him to do and then they just ignore it and they continue on, well, then you pretty much are left with a choice. I'm either going to have to put up with this or tolerate the fact that they're rude and disrespectful and they don't care about my needs, wants, and desires or I leave this and go find somebody who would never treat me that way or would never talk to me that way. This is part of where having self-respect and self-love comes in where you see somebody, I mean again, this girl's 20, obviously going to be a little immature. You're going to have to deal with things that typically you wouldn't be dealing with if you're dating somebody a little older or a little closer to your particular age. I find being flaky and shady disrespectful and that I would I would not be disrespected. She straightened up for about a week and then started doing it again. Well, it also could be because maybe you're acting weak when you're together, but if she's continually doing it, in other words, she does things to placate you, but at the end of the day, she just goes back to doing what she was doing before. And just like I was saying a few minutes ago, that's that's the kind of thing that makes you say, okay, if dating her is going to be this way, is this acceptable acceptable to me or not? And if it's not, you can cut somebody like this loose in the beginning. I personally already have seen enough to know, check please, but it's your life. You make your own decisions. We talked about how she was feeling and she explained that she was depressed. She takes Paxil and SSRI. So what's interesting, I was having this conversation with a doctor friend of mine, it's probably about six, eight months ago. He was telling me in one of his medical journals that he reads is that as it stands right now, one out of every three women who are over the age of 35 are on some kind of opiates or antidepressants. I mean, you think about that. So if you're dating women that are in their mid-30s or beyond, there's a 33% chance that you're going to encounter somebody that's on some kind of antidepressants. It's just like the way our society has become. Oh, I don't feel well. Hey, here's a fucking pill. That'll, that'll help you out. It's just amazing. What you got to understand is like my mother was a psychotic schizophrenic and so I'm very familiar with people who have men mental illness and psychotic schizophrenics tend to think there's nothing wrong with them and everybody else is nuts and they don't like taking their medication. People that suffer from depression tend to take their medication but you know, my father had a, an ex-girl, ex-fiance of his actually that he didn't notice when he first started dating her but she had been on and off antidepressants her whole life and she had tried committing suicide four different times before she even met him. From the time she was 21 up until the, the fifth time that she tried, she was like 54 I think it was. And it's like these are things that you don't know when you start dating somebody. And so she stopped taking her – she started weaning herself off her antidepressant and sure enough, she tried committing suicide, was unsuccessful. And then a few weeks later, while she was back on the medication, was waiting for things to normalize, she tried to commit suicide for I think it was the fifth and final time and she ended up hanging herself successfully. So I mean that's – so you're going to see weird mood swings from people like that. Not to mean that everybody that's on that is going to do that. I had a, a girlfriend that I dated for several months before I found out that she was on antidepressants. I had no idea. She never told me, never revealed this. 
And she told me this after she, you know, about two, three days after she had stopped taking them. And about a week or two later, it's like her, her behavior completely changed. She went from being nice and sweet all the time to being unhappy, moody, just not fun to be around at all. And it was just like, it was like, where's my girlfriend? What happened to my girlfriend? I mean, it just completely changed who she was. And if you're going to date, there's a potential that you're going to encounter a woman who is on one of these type of medications and it would behoove you to spend some time reading about it. I mean there's all kinds of things out there. There's borderline personality disorders, all kinds of things that you really should take some time just to read about and educate yourself on what's out there. So you can potentially spot those behaviors and go, whoa, I don't really want to – I mean great person but you know, I don't want to get involved with somebody that's – going through a lot of struggles. I'm just saying to be aware of it, to make your own decisions. Because I'm all about teaching self-reliance. I'm just saying that these are some things you may encounter out there and here's the best and the worst of it. Here's how good things can go and here's how bad things can go. And I've seen how things when they go really bad. Long story short, I found out about the baby's daddy and that he had come back into the picture and I broke it off with her. I have been reading up on SSRIs and I have found that antidepressants can greatly inhibit a person's ability to feel and build a deep attraction. Well, she was obviously going through a difficult time already and she had mentioned that she had been depressed when you were together. It doesn't mean you just kick somebody to the curb, but I mean if they're not taking their medication or if they're on and off their medication, being around them is going to be impossible because it's you don't know what they're like and their behavior is not going to be predictable. I did everything by the book and I had her in a relationship within a month or so. She was extremely happy and we spent tons of time together. Remember, it's not your job to fix her. Maybe it's better that if she goes and she sorts out her issues with her therapist or psychologist who are and it sounds like her, her baby daddy as well. It's just a messy situation. The idea is easy and effortless. I want you to have an easy and effortless dating life. And you can't just can't have it with somebody like this who's she's 20 years old. She's trying to figure herself out. She's got issues that most people just are not going to have. Doesn't mean she's a bad person. It just means she really needs to focus on herself first for a while before she's really going to be a good candidate. However, I was wondering if it's possible that the SSRI antidepressant is what caused her to not really feel a deep emotional connection. Well, I mean she's 20 years old and she has a child with this guy. So more than likely it's probably not been very long since they haven't been together and if he's been in and out of her life, she never was really single and available when you met her. And as I've talked about in my book, you date somebody like this, you're 99% of the time you're going to get squirrely behavior. meaning. You date somebody that's out of a, a recent relationship, especially in this case, she's got a kid with a guy. Any input you have in this from your clients or personal experience will be greatly appreciated. Well, there's my two cents. Like I said, it sounds like she's got some shit she needs to go through, but at the end of the day, you want somebody who's single, available, ready to date, ready, willing, able, and open to dating. And this girl's not. The, the Obviously, she's got unresolved issues with the ex. She's got personal problems she needs to take care of and you being 31, it's just better. I mean you've already walked away from this situation and plus the fact that you know she allowed this guy to come in when you're in an exclusive relationship and make a mess of things. It's like thanks but no thanks. Check please. 
we can just give her the friend let's just be friends speech or just say you know what i'm not it's not what i'm looking for thanks but no thanks i wish all the best so let's go to the second guy's email and this guy has a much easier go of things and there's just a couple things that i would help him tweak as far as seducing this particular woman he says, hey, Corey, I've been watching your YouTube videos for about six months and I just finished your book for the first time. Although I haven't yet mastered the material, it has already helped me a great deal. I've always been somewhat of a natural with women and I would consider myself charismatic, good looking and I stay in very good shape. But as you know, even a natural with women can screw up by over pursuing, being needy and not being emotionally centered. Yep. You taught me that. I just want to give you a short success story on how I used your method. My girlfriend and I were together for eight months before she got sick of my behavior that I am now working on. I believe that over time, I drove her traction level to under a five by putting her into a somewhat masculine state. Well, it's great. You obviously have read the book. You've been able to self-diagnose where you went wrong and that's the whole point, to learn from your mistakes, correct your behavior so you don't make those same mistakes anymore. I was going through some shit, taking it out on her, complaining to her, being needy, etc. So it sounds like you were kind of making your ex-girlfriend your mommy or your therapist. That always, in the end, I mean women will put up with that for a short period of time but if it just goes on month after month, year after year, eventually they're going to get tired of you not being a man and then they're going to they're, they're gonna resent being in their masculine all the time if you're always making them the leader. Just the way it is. If you don't like it, then don't date. Just have one hookup after another if that's what you're looking for. The breakup, the idea is to save your problems for your therapists and your beer drinking buddies. Hang out, have fun, hook up. The key is have fun. The breakup was what made me finally read your book. But that's neither here nor there since I basically told her, let me know if you change your mind when we saw each other for the last time. She will be back but this email is about a new girl if you put this email in a newsletter it could really show some guys how important it is to read your book great idea read the book 10 to 15 times definitely the more you read it the more it becomes instinctual and you don't have to think about it anymore and even this guy as well as he does because he hasn't read it 10 to 15 times there's some things he could have done differently and he should have already seduced this girl by now but we'll get into that in a second i'm very active busy guy and i found time to read it in less than a week I went in to get my usual haircut and the girl I usually get wasn't there. So by chance, coinky dink, the girl I had been checking out for months when I was there with my ex said, come on back. Uh huh. At that point, I knew I had to get my inner James Bond going and I set a date. Be direct, decisive, get right to the point just like James Bond would do. She's a gorgeous tall blonde with this awesome body, a woman that most men would be nervous to approach. She started asking me what I was doing that night since it was Saturday. Women help you when they like you. She said she wanted to go out for a drink but her friends were boring. What is she telling you right there? I'm really hoping that you will ask me out for a date because I really don't want to go out with my friends. I'd much rather spend time with you. She asked him what he was doing and then she said this is what I would like to do. This is how women are. They're not going to come right out and directly ask you out even though this woman will later on in the email. 
But this is a really hot sign of high attraction. I would say a seven or an eight attraction on a scale of one to ten. That's where this woman happens to be right now. This is this is easy and effortless. This is why you prepare. This is why you go out on those dates that don't go anywhere. This is why you make those approaches that don't go anywhere. Because when you do that and you're used to it and you know the book and you know the signs to look for, I mean this woman is making it so obvious. She's totally putting herself into this guy's orbit. And this is what happens. He's put himself in that vibe. He centered himself. I mean remember, his last girlfriend just ditched him for being a mangina. And he's completely changed his behavior and now he's showing up and this woman is in essence in a roundabout way because women are never direct like this. In a roundabout way, she's saying, hey, I'm available. Hopefully you're smart enough to figure out that I want you to take me out because I don't want to hang out with my boring friends. I said, why don't you come out for a drink with me? What a novel idea. I set a date at a popular bar right near her house, got her number and said I would see her there. I was actually nervous she wasn't going to show up. A woman who has an attraction of a seven or eight and behaves this way, she's going to keep the date. She's going to show up. It's her idea. Women don't dump guys they're chasing. There it is. There's more evidence of the same shit I talk about in my book. Sure enough, a few hours later, there she was. Within a half hour of letting her talk about herself while I asked her questions, I noticed her looking at my lips as I was looking at hers. So this guy took an opportunity. He set an instant date for later that night. Perfectly acceptable. A trick you also taught me. Without saying anything, I leaned over and gave her a short but passionate kiss. Oh, I bet she liked that. She loved it and actually went on to say how I had been mysterious and confident in my approach. Hmm. I wonder where you got that idea from. She said the way I went about setting a place and time, there's no way she could have said no. How can she say no when she encounters a real fucking man because it hardly ever happens? It was like all the stuff I was reading was working like a charm. I was smooth on the outside but inside I was so excited that this bombshell was into me so much. We went back to my place for wine where we kissed a lot and touched each other but didn't have sex. Two steps forward, one step back. Two steps forward, one step back talk about that extensively in the book when you get really good at it you'll be able to seduce if a woman comes back to your place on a first date bottom line it's especially when you invite her to come have some wine or whatever she knows what's going to happen in other words it means i'll have sex with you as long as you don't rush it make me feel uncomfortable or talk me out of it so the idea is when you encounter resistance don't let it bother you back off chill out for a few minutes talk have some more wine Start making out. Let the hands wander. The idea is each time you get – the idea – the whole purpose of seduction is to get closer and closer to a woman until you ultimately end up inside of her. A lot of guys, as soon as they encounter resistance, they just stop. When a woman says stop, it just means – in most cases, it means slow down. You're rushing a little too fast. I'm not comfortable and you have to always respect that. When a woman says no, when she says stop, when she says slow down, that's it. You put the brakes on. You back off for a few minutes. You talk and you continue to communicate and then you start out all over. Start out with the lips. Then the hands start to wonder and just slowly progress. 
Again, I go into extensive detail in the book, so I'm not going to do it in the video, and I've done it. I've talked about it in enough videos already. Besides, you should be learning the fundamentals in the book anyways. I waited three days to texture, and I set another date for Friday, which would have been which was six days in between dates. I thought about her every day leading up to it, and even though everything inside me wanted to talk to her, I stayed disciplined. Think about James Bond. It's in the fucking bag. If you're thinking from the end, what happens? You and her naked in bed. That's what always happens. Why? Because that's how James Bond fucking rolls. Therefore, that's why he's never never sweats. He never worries. He never gets upset. He never gets fearful because he's mastered this. He's a James Bond is a fucking master seducer. He knows what the ladies like. A few hours before this time, a few hours before the time that I set, she texted me and said, "Just making sure we're still on for later." Women who have high interest and a high attraction that's what they do i said of course we are i'm a man of my word and she said okay i can't wait how easy is that this is effortless this is the way it's supposed to be this is all the shitty dates all the things that mistakes you make things you you learn from this is why you do that this is why you go through that shit so it can be easy like this and when you get used to this being your standard you get fucking spoiled. You can't go back to just dating an average mediocre person. You can't date somebody. When you get really good and you really match this, you just will not want to waste your time with somebody that doesn't absolutely knock your fucking socks off. This is your birthright to be with somebody that you feel this way. You were designed to be this attracted to somebody and vice versa. They were designed to be that attracted to you as well. It's about aligning yourself vibrationally and getting your shit together and taking care of your life and exhibiting the natural parts of you that you already have with inside you that make you attractive to members of the opposite sex. We went back to my place afterwards and wine turned into kissing, heavy petting, and I even got her pants halfway down before she pulled them back and said, nice try, mister. means you went a little too fast. It means slow your roll. Slow down. Let her put her pants back up and then you talk. You pour some more wine. Have some more champagne. You maybe run your hands through her hair a little bit and talk. And What else? Tell me more. Oh, wow. Really? And maybe five or six minutes later, you start kissing, making out. And the hands start to wonder. You undo the pants a little bit. Just slowly. Because what happens is each time the sexual anticipation builds and the woman gets a little more turned on. Little by little, but she has to feel safe and comfortable to know that at any point she could say, stop, wait, slow down, no, and in this case, nice try, mister. And you'll respect it because the worst fear that a woman has is that a guy won't stop. And guys that don't stop are fucking poussoirs. A real man will stop because he knows he wants the woman to feel safe and comfortable. And if you do it right, she'll eventually drop all resistance and let you have your way with her. I think she wants to hold out as she doesn't know if all if I'm all in it for the sex. No, you just rushed a little too fast. You didn't know two steps forward, one step back well enough. And that's okay. It's practice. Practice makes perfect. But this is where reading the book 10 to 15 times really comes into play. Before she left, she said, what are you doing Sunday? So she's asking you out for a date. So that's acceptable. And I said, Jessica, are you asking me on a date? She replied with, what, a girl isn't allowed to do that? This girl really likes you, dude. Really likes you. I'd say probably an eight. Seven or an eight already attraction-wise. I set another date for Sunday and I'm going to let her – I'm going to take her to an awesome Italian place and try to end it with a session of the indoor 
Olympics. Well, most women sleep with a guy by the second or third date. Just keep in mind what can be can help facilitate that is going to two to three different places on your dates because each one becomes – because most guys take a girl out, they go to dinner and then they take her home. So the more places you go on one night, it's it's like each one is an individual date almost. It gives her – the perception that she's been with, been out with you multiple times, it drops. The, it's little subtle things you might not think of, but it helps drop the resistance to the seduction. I just want to say thank you so much, and maybe this can be a lesson for guys that are crushed by a breakup. They need to read your book, just like you need to read it 10 to 15 times. You're doing well, but you could be doing better. Listen to what you teach, and who knows? Maybe the next week they can have a new girl that totally knocks her socks off, like I do. P.S. I haven't thought about my ex much lately, if you can't tell. Well, the best medicine for that ex you're sad and you're missing is a new woman. So get out there and participate. If you'd like to get my help personally, go to my website, click the products tab at the top of your screen or the bottom of your screen on any page of my website and follow the instructions for booking whichever option that works best for you. And I will talk to you soon.